0: This is the sermon podcast of Lord of Life Lutheran Church in Columbus, Ohio, where we proclaim God's extravagant grace, radical inclusion, and relentless compassion. Join us for worship on Sundays at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., or 1115 a.m. This is Lord of Life. There's a place for you here. For information, please visit our website at www.acceptingall.com. Our second reading is from Ephesians chapter 1 verses 15 through 23. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints. And for this reason I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation Who fills all in all.
1: Holy Wisdom, Holy Word. Grace, Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Begin with a salute to all mothers this day. Mothers with us, mothers in waiting, and mothers of fond memory, stepmothers, foster mothers and all who have mothered us. I have a bit more I'll say about motherhood later on, but for now I simply wish you a very blessed day and some well-deserved special attention, I trust. Now some of you may recall in my Easter sermon that at the beginning uh, of that sermon, I recalled that preachers during the Middle Ages often told jokes during the Easter season as a way to celebrate the end of the somber Lenten fast. Now, though our focus this morning is primarily on the Ascension, it is also the seventh Sunday of Easter, which means it's the last chance to honor that medieval tradition. So I have a story for you. And since the baseball season is under full swing, Seems to me a baseball story would be in order. The story of Charlie and Bill, who were best friends, and for years the friendship that they had was held together by their mutual love of baseball. They listened to the games on the radio, they watched the games on TV, they got to the ballpark whenever they could. Every morning they would go over the box scores and check out the batting averages and the trades and every aspect of the game of baseball they loved it and that held them together as friends then Bill said to Charlie one day you know you know Charlie we're, we're getting old one of these days one of us is going to be gone yeah, yeah we have to face that don't we yes so they made a pact that whoever got to heaven first would try to get word back to the other, about whether or not there's baseball in heaven. Well, as it turned out, Bill, Bill went first. He did get a pass from St. Peter to go down and talk to Charlie. He said, so he, he said, Charlie, I've got, I've got good news and, and bad news. Oh, he says, well, tell me the good news. Well, the good news is There's baseball in heaven, and it is wonderful. Oh, Charlie says, that's marvelous news. What could be bad news? Well, you are scheduled to pitch next Tuesday. (laughs) So, whether or not there is baseball in heaven, our text from Ephesians, along with our gospel from Luke, has the risen Jesus ascending to heaven. The ascension and the resurrection go together as the glorification of the victorious Son of God. Ephesians speaks of him as seated at the right hand of God. Here with the resurrection and ascension, we have the definitive revelation of the divinity of the man Jesus, who is one with the Father and the Spirit in the unity of the triune God. And therefore we have the language of our Apostles' Creed. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again, it goes on. At the right hand of the Father, in the heavenly places, the power and authority of the risen and ascended Christ as Ephesians tells us, is far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. So this is a glorious distance that we have come from the dark days of Gethsemane and Golgotha. Ephesians also tells us that God has put all things under his feet and made him the head over all things for the church. So the glorification of the Christ then is the glorification of all things. The entire creation and all things within it. The entire creation is holy to God. So the delicate little wildflowers I see springing up in the woods where the trees are turning green now that spring is upon us. These tiny blossoms are holy to God, even as they are a delight to our eyes. Songbirds migrating through the woods and fields and marshes make lovely music that fills our ears even though they weigh Hardly anything. And they are holy to God. Snow-capped Rocky Mountains and Swiss Alps and tree-covered mountains of Appalachia are holy in their grandeur and their beauty. Oceans and seas teeming with all manner of creatures, some very strange, some very vicious, And some very beautiful, like the dolphins that playfully leap about. These are holy to God. The fuzzy kittens and cute puppies we love are holy. But so are the predators that hunt in the dark or stalk in the daylight. Schools filled with students of all ages, races, and creeds and their teachers are holy. Marching bands are holy. The OSU's best damn band in the land, of course. But Michigan's is holy, too. (laughs) Office buildings filled with cubicles and computers and those who work there are holy. Chemistry, physics, astronomy, geology, and biology, these are all holy to God. And I love her Brokerings' hymn, Earth and All Stars. Here's some of it. Earth and all stars, loud rushing planets, sing to the Lord a new song. Oh, victory, loud shouting army, sing to the Lord a new song. Hail, wind and rain, loud blowing snowstorm, sing to the Lord a new song. Flowers and trees, loud rustling dry leaves, sing to the Lord a new song. Trumpet and pipes, loud clashing cymbals, sing to the Lord a new song. Harp, lute, and lyre, loud humming cellos, sing to the Lord a new song. Engines and steel, loud pounding hammers, sing to the Lord a new song. Limestone and beams, loud building workers, sing to the Lord a new song. Classrooms and labs, loud boiling test tubes, sing to the Lord a new song. Athlete and band, loud, cheering people, sing to the Lord a new song. And I hardly need say it, motherhood is holy. A poem by Jean Jansen, Mothering God, You Gave Me Birth, which is also, by the way, set to music in our hymnal, reminds us that we need not think of God, the creator of all life, solely in masculine terms. Here is the opening stanza of this poem, inspired by the 15th century mystic Julian of Norwich. Mothering God, you gave me birth in the bright morning of this world, creator, source of every life. You are my rain, my wind, my sun. Mother in God. Motherhood is holy. And finally, we who are the church, the body of Christ, who is the head, we are holy too. Sanctified by God's grace, we are set apart for God's mission. As the two men said to the disciples in the book of Acts, there, why are you standing there looking to heaven? He'll come again, but meanwhile, you have a job to do here. We have been entrusted with the guardianship of the holy, the guardianship of all creatures, and the guardianship of all in our sector of humankind, that they may know the wondrous grace and mercy of God revealed in the risen, ascended, victorious Christ, and come to know by that that they too are truly holy to God, whose almighty power is the creative power of love. Well, if all things are holy, maybe there is baseball in heaven. So then, it is not the bad news for Charlie, it is the good news for Charlie that he will be pitching in heaven. I'd like to play third base, I don't know about you. Thanks be to God, amen.